Welcome in, everybody, to the first episode of The Last of Us Nerds podcast. Excited to finally get this off the ground. I am one of your hosts, Jacob. Joining me, as he always will, is Tom. And like I said, we're excited to get this underway. This is going to be a podcast dedicated to the upcoming HBO show as we record this. Uh, For two of us who are huge Last of Us fans of the video game, have been anxiously awaiting this show to come out and are are ready for uh, what lies ahead with this show. Tom, we are, as we record this, under a week away. The the interviews are coming out. The the vibes seem good, as we'll talk about. How are you feeling right now? I'm feeling great. I am super excited to be here with Jacob. So we have been friends for a very long time. We have bonded over our love of this game series, The Last of Us. This is something that we've been talking about potentially doing for a long time, and it's very exciting to actually be here in this moment and, and be talking about the show that is like you said just under a week away so we are super excited to be diving deep with you guys each week on this show um just a little bit about us obviously we're hardcore fans of the game we are going to be thinking about this show from that perspective and talking about that show from that perspective however uh we are going to plan on having a non-spoiler and spoiler section so people that are interested in watching the show are watching along week to week but don't know the story of the game and don't want to be spoiled on that this is still a podcast that's going to be safe for you. Uh, we will have a clear spoiler break. The first part of the show will be dedicated to the non-spoiler review. It's perfectly safe for people that haven't played the games and don't want to know what's going to happen in future episodes. We're going to break down our thoughts on each episode, how we felt about it, review them, go through some important story moments. We're going to dive deep on everything from a narrative and story perspective, uh, help process everything with you along the way. Um, we will still make observations and... Uh, talk about how the game is very, or excuse me, how the show is varying from the source from the source material by saying, okay, they changed this, they adopted this straight from the game, they deviated in this way, and we'll talk about how we thought about that. But we're not going to spoil anything on future episodes in that segment. And then in the second part of the episode, after the clear spoiler break with the spoiler warning, that's going to be for people that are familiar with the game or familiar where we're going with the plot. We're going to be full speculating on what we think is going to happen in the next episode, full speculating on how things are changing and how we're going to go from there with the story and, and how we feel about what's coming up. Um, and that that's going to be for hardcore fans of the game or as well as people that just don't care about spoilers. You're welcome to join along, uh, obviously, as well. But we're planning to be a show that's safe for both aspects of the audience. Hopefully this show is going to be a huge hit and there's going to be a whole bunch of new people experiencing this story for the first time. So we definitely want to make sure that this is a podcast that's welcoming to those people. And going back to something you said about uh, how long we've been waiting to do this podcast, this show was announced in spring of 2020, and I have had to uh, wait, make you wait for a long time because you've wanted to do this podcast forever, <laughs> and which which shows how much we love this game. Um, I my worry was that we were going to run out of ideas before the show got here. We're going to do it on the show and then once the show ends if uh we're having fun doing this we we'll start talking about the games but that kind of leads us into what makes us basically experts 
about the last of us and just kind of our experience with the game itself. I vividly recall the first time I played the first game, I was at college. I remember going and getting the game at GameStop. Uh, I was with a roommate who I was letting him know how excited I was for this. I returned home. I install the game. I play the prologue is what I'll say for the, to avoid spoilers. And immediately after playing that, I put my controller down, walked out of the room and walked into my roommate's room and just laid down on the bed because that was an emotional roller coaster right from the get go, which kind of sets the tone for what this makes this game different than most games you play is just that it makes you feel something. It makes you feel different emotions and I think for me, it always felt like you were playing a movie, basically, where as other games are, there's dialogue in there and there's the cutscenes and whatnot. This always just felt like a movie that I was getting to play, basically. So to see it finally actually become something close to a movie is exciting. What do you do? You remember the first time you played the game? I do. I had several similar experiences of that, of, of just like sitting there dumbstruck. Obviously, after the prologue, that's a big moment that I'm sure we'll get in the first episode uh, of the show. Um, also, when the credits rolled on the first game, I, I don't think I've ever just sat there dumbstruck as, as credits rolled on anything quite like I did with The Last of Us. Um, you mentioning GameStop, that, that brings me way back. Oh, man, I hadn't thought about a GameStop in uh, quite a long time. Um, but yeah, it, Related to why we love this story so much, um, yeah, I, I don't. I've never played a game that made me feel as strong emotions as The Last of Us did. Certainly, I've played games with great stories before that. I've played great same games with great stories since then, but never leading up to that point in 2013 had we played something quite like that that was so polished and so good, with such good acting, such good writing, such a layered and deep story complex characters that you really understood the more you played it um it's it's a special story it's one that we bonded over quite a lot uh something that uh will will probably illustrate the extent to which we are obsessed with this story is we both have uh watched several let's plays of this game on youtube for people playing it for the first time to watch their blind reactions dozens more than dozens, oh, hundreds. I yeah, I was wondering. Oh if God, it's hundreds for hundreds. Me. Yeah, probably. We'll, we'll when we find a good one, we 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 text each other. And be like, oh, this one. It's got uh, it's got maximum tears in the first hour. Are we sickos for yes. uh, trying to find the people that are crying the most? Maybe, but it, it's always it's fun to watch the raw reaction out of people that are experiencing this story on an emotional level for the first time. Um, you mentioned the word experts. We were toying around with that idea. Are we the Last of Us experts? I'm going to go ahead and say yes, but we went with the Last of Us nerds to, to maybe sound a little less stuffy. But certainly, I don't think anyone has consumed more Last of Us content than us. We have uh, we've probably played and watched the game more than anyone else. Uh, we have consumed probably every notable interview and press junket about this story in this game from Neil Druckmann and Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, everyone involved with the show and the game. Uh, so we are full on The Last of Us Nerds, hence the name of this podcast. I think, and I, I again, to avoid spoiler, both times the credits have rolled in these games, I've just sat there dumbstruck. And 
<laughs> I mean, yes, we are sickos, but part of the reason I enjoy watching the other people have emotions is because that's how I felt when I watched that game. I cried both times I played these games the first time. I cry like each playthrough during certain parts. So it's such a... It hurts so good, Jacob. Yeah, exactly. It's such a unique game in that sense because of what it makes you feel. It's not often you play a video game that makes you feel something. And because of that, we've been uh, kind of, I don't want to say uneasy, but... There were some reservations a little bit about how this game would be adapted into a TV show just because of kind of our loyalty to the game itself. That being said, I've been pretty optimistic about everything going on for me, mostly because Neil Druckmann is involved in this. We'll talk about him in a bit, but are how do you feel about kind of where this show is heading and the idea of how it's being adapted? So I am very optimistic, primarily because of the people involved in creating the show. Uh, first of all, HBO. Yeah, there's no one better than them at 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 telling story through the television medium. Um, Craig Mazin is the showrunner on this, who did Chernobyl, which was great. If anyone hasn't checked that out, that's a great series as well. Um, but then, most importantly, yeah, having Neil Druckmann attached and involved, which Spoiler for the general discourse of this podcast. We are pro Neil Druckmann in general. We are pro The Last of Us 2. We like both of them. Um, and having those creative voices involved uh, leads me to believe that this is going to be a show of very high quality. Everything that we've heard since then, uh, the, the review embargo has not lifted yet, but you can tell there is positive buzz around the show. HBO seems very confident in the show. They're advertising it a lot. Um, Pedro Pascal, uh, which we're going to get into casting more later, uh, is a great actor that I've enjoyed for a long time. Uh, I like Bella Ramsey too, although I haven't seen her do a role to this extent, which obviously this is going to be a big moment for her career and finding out how that's going to play. But, uh, definitely I'm very optimistic. There's a part of me that I'm still, you know, I'm still guarded with my optimism and, and there's some areas where certainly there's, there's some things that I, I, I have to see it. I want to see what it's like. Um, I'm going to, the trailers were not fully enough for me to be like, oh yeah, that's, that's Joel and Ellie boom right there. Um, but I'm confident the show will get me there after an episode or two, but it's just something that we'll have to see and find out. But, um, Jacob, how are you feeling about just, I mean, like you said, we're six days away as the recording of this episode, six days on, on the dot, uh, from now, the first episode is going to be airing. Um, what are your general thoughts and feelings as we head into this trying to compare it to how i felt when last of us 2 was coming out because that's about the only thing similar um i was very nervous about last of us 2 but i enjoyed it and i i because of that i'm a little less nervous it's more anxious just to finally see it um as you said i and as I said, I, I trust Neil Druckmann and he has a pretty big role in this. And Craig Mazin, I watched Chernobyl, phenomenal, deserved all the awards it got. Having those two behind this, and, and Craig seems like someone who is a fan of the game as well. So Big time. Yeah, so having 
people who have experience with this basically put me in the right kind of mindset and, and kind of ease the nerves a little bit. But as much I'm as just anything, say, go related ahead. to Craig, I, I'm just going to say if, if people are excited for this show and maybe they haven't really heard from Craig Vazen before there, there are press interviews going around on YouTube right now. He is such a joy to listen to. You can tell he has this joyous energy about him. He loves the story of this game. He loves the people he's working with. He, he loves this whole experience. Uh, and that that really has me very excited to see what he's going to bring to this. Um, I know obviously they're experimenting with some aspects of the story and going deeper and changing a few things. I'm interested to see what those are. And obviously that will be a big part of this podcast is breaking those things down. But uh, definitely it, it seems like they have two of the most capable and competent people for this story uh, involved at the head of it. So it's hard not to be optimistic in that regard. Yeah. And I'm just excited for other people to experience last of us in this way. That's the other reason I always enjoy watching these let's plays and these playthroughs is just seeing someone else fall in love with the game that I love. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I hope this TV show does to an entirely new audience is make them fall in love with this story that I love. And that's why I, I'm hopeful that it's adapted in a, a way that closely or yeah, closely resembles what the game was or is about. Let's talk some casting. Uh, you mentioned Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey are the, the two big ones as Joel and Ellie we when the show was announced we went back and forth for a long time on potential actors and actresses for this role i don't think we ever mentioned either one of these people which isn't a bad thing what are your thoughts on these two as the main people for this show so again i mentioned this earlier i i am very optimistic especially from everything that i've heard but uh it's also just like i need to see it it's like okay like sh show me two long scenes with them as joel and ellie and them interacting with each other obviously that's going to be so important to the whole success of the show how do those two gel how is their on-screen chemistry do they embody the spirit of those characters in their performance i have all the faith in the world that they're going to from everything that i've heard and, and from everything that people have said about the show but it's also like okay like we got to see it but hey we're getting close we're going to be able to see it here very shortly Pedro Pascal in particular, I'm very optimistic and high on because I think he's a great actor. Fell in love with him during his time on Game of Thrones. He's on Narcos. Um, it also, it drives me crazy because I watched The Mandalorian and it's absolutely ridiculous how they waste his talents in that show. <laughs> how they have one of the best actors in the world and they, and they use him phoning it in from a, from a voiceover booth and los angeles probably half the time right it doesn't seem like he's on set doesn't seem like he's really uh so i i i feel like he's completely wasted on that show hopefully in season three they spent a lot more time with him without a helmet on but i'm not sure about that but bella ramsey she was great in game of thrones but obviously she was much younger then and it was not nearly as complex or nuanced of a role as this is this is uh i would have to think going to be the 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 role of of that's going to make or break her career and hopefully it's going to make it big time because I, I can't think of a better character a more joyous opportunity to be able to tell this story and be able to impact people with your performance 
than Ellie in the story for a teenage girl. I mean, I mean, this is this is a dream like role. I would have to think for a lot of young actresses, and I'm very excited to see what she does. You mentioning kind of a role of a lifetime reminded me of the note that Pedro wrote to Bella. Um, he he wrote her a, a little a little card. She said. Uh, it read, how interesting that something so huge and life-changing should happen so early in your life and so late in mine, which is a fascinating observation. Um, it makes me optimistic about the relationship these two can have because that's what drives Last of Us is the Joel and Ellie relationship and how it kind of forms and, and changes throughout the course of the game. And it's like you said, nuanced, it's not a straightforward relationship. So it's, it's a tough ask. It's a tall ask to cast two people to try to adapt that to a TV screen. So I'm optimistic. I liked both of them in the roles I've seen them in. And I, I'm hopeful. I, I like both actor actresses. We'll see how it goes, but um, I really liked when they were announced. Like I said, it wasn't people I necessarily thought of, but I did really like hearing them announced as those roles. A lot of bigger names in this, or uh, at least a handful. Nick Offerman as Bill. Um, we're going to talk later in the spoiler section about the portrayals we're most excited for but nick off the second casting right like they they yeah. cast someone else uh, and then had to back out for scheduling and there's a whoop okay let's just pick up nick offerman that's that's quite a poll for um a role like that that I, I wouldn't think is going to be over too long of a stretch of the show um probably one or two episodes at the most for bill but he is definitely a great actor i'm fascinated to see what he does with that character the it looks great in the trailer. Got to say the the long hair, the gruff, the gruff look. It's a good look for Nick Offerman. He's pulling it off well. I'm super excited to see his take on on Bill, and that's that's obviously going to be um, that 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 should be a fun character for him to play. Yeah, he looks amazing in the trailer, and that made me excited to see what he's able to do with that character. Gabrielle Luna as Tommy is going to be a important role in this show as well. I don't know a lot about Gabrielle Luna. What are your thoughts on, on another kind of important role in a, an interesting dynamic that's going to be had there between Joel and Tommy? Yeah. So I, I think it's Gabriel. I could be wrong, but uh, I think it's Gabriel Luna. But the one thing I noticed in his interview and something he mentioned a lot is he's actually from Austin, which is where Joel and Tommy are from. Joel is, you know, one of the two main protagonists of the show. Uh, and Tommy's going to be his brother, um, who are both from Austin canonically in the game. I think Pedro is from like the San Antonio area, if I remember correctly. Um, so excited for the, the authentic Texas synergy they're going to bring to those two roles. I'm sure they're going to be great. Um, but sounds like he, he actually was a fan of the game and had played the game. So that's, that's always uh, fun to see. But yeah. There's also a number of characters or voice actors brought over from the game in different types of roles. First, Merle Dandridge is going to play Marlene, who she played. She was the voice actor of Marlene. That makes me encouraged that she's going to be familiar with the character. Eh, she's uh, probably going to be fine. 
Yeah, I think uh, that's probably the one I'm least worried about because uh, no one's going to be more familiar with that. The two also, names... just you in the trailer, it's just like, oh, yeah, nope, that's Marlene. <laughs> exactly like we remember her. It sounds exactly like we remember her. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure she's going to touch it. Then, obviously, uh, for fans of the game, you have Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson who are going to have roles in this. I don't know that they've been clearly defined yet, and we'll save that for the spoiler section. How excited were you to see that they're going to get roles in this uh, show as well? Yeah, and just we should say so you don't know. So Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson were the performers, were the actors for Joel and Ellie in the original game. Troy Baker was Joel. Ashley Johnson was Ellie. Uh, Ashley Johnson also of critical role fame, uh, if we have any D&D nerds out there. Um both incredible performances i i think certainly the the two probably the, t- the two best performances i've ever seen or experienced in a video game so obviously pedro and bella have huge shoes to 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 uh live up to 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 step into um but i super cool that they were able to find real roles for troy and ashley in this show um from the sounds of it not just like little cameo, someone smile and wink to the camera and then and then uh, off the camera and move on, but actual roles in the story, which is great. Um, we love both of them very dearly. They're very near and dear to our hearts, so it's, it's going to be exciting when they show up. Yeah, it. I mean, we're really only judging by the trailer and the teasers right now, but it's like you said, it's not like quick little, oh, you have to be, really be paying attention to see them type of roles. Seems like they're actually going to have. Um, they're in the trailers. They made the trailers, yeah. so you know. <laughs> if nothing uh, else, that's usually a good sign. If nothing else, I was going to say, if you're in the trailer, you probably have a a fairly prominent role in the in the show. You're not. You're not going to get cut if you're in the, if you're in the trailer <laughs> most, most of the time. We mentioned multiple times we're fans of Neil Druckmann, Craig Mazin. Start off with Neil. I, I would simply put, why are you a fan? Such a big fan of Neil. So, I, well, I mean, the first obvious answer, and before I ever knew the name Neil Druckmann, was just he created The Last of Us, right? Well, I should I should say he created. There, there were obviously several creative directors, uh, creative people involved. He was the creative director, I believe, is the title he eventually earned. Uh, there was also, I think, Bruce Staley, who was the game director on that. But he, you can tell, even from the first game, you could tell he was the main creative force behind this story, which is what impacted us so much. So obviously he gets huge points starting off just from that. Um, but you listen to him talk about it. He's uh, obviously super intelligent. He's very thoughtful with how he goes about it. Um, he is, is something that's especially going to come into play more when we discuss The Last of Us Part Two. He's very daring with his creative decisions. He has a story that he wanted to tell and felt was honest. And even though at times he felt that it was not something that people would want, he still was determined in going through with that. I think there's something a lot to respect there, especially in today's day and age. Um, I He just he seems like a very competent, thoughtful, intelligent story maker who also happens to have created one of my favorite stories of all time, The Last of Us. So that is why I like Neil Druckmann. The, the two words that I kind of had in mind before you started were thoughtful and determined, ironically enough. He doesn't seem to take any kind of decision lightly. He's very aware of kind of the role and the impact that this game has had on a lot of people. So any decision he makes, he's 
he is to some degree taking that into account and he knows what he's basically doing when he's making these choices. But at the same time, as you said, he has a story that he wants to tell and he, to be blunt, he doesn't really care if people like it or not. He believes. Uh, However, one thing I just wanted to jump into that he does have a story to tell. However, everything that has ever come out about the production or the creative aspect of the last of us shows that he's a very collaborative yeah uh creative force he would work with actors he would work with performers he would work with other writers and directors um and from the sounds of it sounds like uh, craig mason has said in interviews that he's very um moved by how willing neil was to experiment with some of the core tenets of the story um how can how can they make things better they're obviously trying to make this the best version of the last of us possible which is very exciting, obviously, for us as fans. Yeah. the There's a baseline, I guess, is a better way of putting it, or, or a direct line of a story he wants to tell. He's willing to kind of take some different paths to get there at the recommendation of those around him, whether the actors, actresses, people involved with with making it. But he has kind of checkpoints or endpoints he wants to get to, and he's kind of he firmly believes in that. But at the end of the day, like you said, He's created two games that we absolutely love. So that's why we love him. And um, we've we've mentioned a, a good amount about Craig Mazin. Like you said, to me, it's the joy he kind of exudes. He seems to be a, a fan of, the, or he is a fan of the game, but he has this kind of joyful energy. And I mean, Chernobyl, like we said, was very good. All of that gives me super positive vibes with the two of them kind of leading this show. Do you feel the same? I do. And it's great to, um, you know, it's great that he very clearly voluntarily wanted to be a part of this and to help shape this story and to help adapt it for television. And this is not, you know, ah, we're making a movie about Sonic the Hedgehog. Let's, what's, a, what's a director we can attach to this, right? It's someone that is, is passionate about the story, um, that is, is very thoughtful. And uh, again, he's as he said in an interview, he, he's got Neil Druckmann right there, so it's impossible for him to break this story. Um, you know, to be frank, to again, we are very optimistic. It would take things going horribly wrong for this story and this show to not be good because they have such good source material to build off of. With that said... We've done the best we can in terms of previewing the show in general. And if you're wanting more you know, details of like what to expect from a story perspective about this show, uh, obviously check out the trailer, check out all, all the basic info, interviews. It's going to be set 20 years after uh, an apocalyptic outbreak uh, of a certain pandemic. <laughs> a little too, little, little, too, uh, little too real there. Um, but uh, it is... It has zombies, people, and that is uh, that is that is something that I'm sure is a draw for some. It may be a turnoff for others. For me, I really didn't care for most of The Walking Dead, even though I kept watching for a long time. I just want to say, if you're obviously if you made it this far into the podcast, you're probably gonna check out the show. But I've been telling people, just trust me, this is one of the best stories that you'll be able to experience. Yes, it has zombies, but they do a really good job of focusing on. That said, I think we probably exhausted what we can do in terms of a preview without talking about the story and the details of this game. 
our weekly episodes are going to be much more in-depth, obviously, about the story and what's happening from week to week. So check that out when the first episode drops. We'll have our preview up. We're planning to have all these up on Tuesday mornings. Be able to digest it, maybe watch it a couple times, record on Monday evenings, have them up for Tuesday mornings. At this point, we're going to break here in just a moment to go into full spoiler zones for fans of the game and people that are, you know, are, are either know what happened or don't care uh, about knowing what's going to happen. Um, but we look forward to seeing you soon. Uh, follow us on Twitter at TLOU Nerds um, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review if you're liking what you're hearing. Um, and that said, I, I, anything you want to say before we go into full spoiler zone? No, I. Come back next week, like we said, we'll we'll have more in-depth discussion about these shows. But yeah, every week we're going to have this kind of hard break about the middle of the show where we'll avoid spoilers for the games. We know a lot of you, or some of you, a lot of you ha maybe have not played the game and you're just getting into it with the show and may not want to have things spoiled. So this is our the best we can do to avoid spoilers is to put a hard break in here. Everything after this is going to be for people who have played the games or don't mind having things spoiled and uh, kind of looking at it in that regard. So having said that, let's kind of dive into what some of our predictions for the first episode is going to be. So we are, we are now in full spoiler zone. If you're still here and you don't know the story of the last of us hit pause now, pull over the car immediately. <laughs> um, all right, ready? Three, two one all right are you ready to watch sarah die horribly and tragically jacob you're ready to watch to... the reactions of everyone crying on youtube yeah, again? i was gonna say i tried to beat around the bush earlier i i, I got mid-sentence before i realized i can't say sarah died when i, I was i was first... watching like an instagram story promoted of the last of us and they just they just said it and like it was like an invitation to set so about joel well he watches his daughter die in front of him and he has to grab that I was like okay they're not really hiding that that's fine yeah um that's I, it. So. I, when I played that game the first time, I play. I mean, I don't even know how long the prologue takes, like 10, 15 minutes. Sarah dies and I just have to I walked out of the room because I was like, what in the hell is this game? Um, well, there's going to be a lot of that <laughs> on the show on I, Sunday. What in the hell is this TV show after 10, 15 minutes, I'd imagine? Funny story. I actually like I brought my PS4 with me on a family trip to Colorado where my uh, sister and, and brother-in-law were both there. I, I had my PS4 with them. I'm like, oh, okay, we're not doing anything here. Spend, take these 30 minutes and, and play this game. And then we got to Sarah's death. I look back like, ah, eh, pretty good. And my sister's just like, what the fuck? Like, why did you make me do this? <laughs> um, but it was, uh, it, it was quite a moment. But so first episode, um, I believe I heard that it is an 85 minute runtime. Let's fucking go. Um, and I, I think that's probably for a few reasons. So obviously, first of all, we're going to get the whole prologue in Austin. From the sounds of things, it's going to be even more fleshed out than the game. Um, Gabriel Luna at one point mentioned that you even get to see them like be a family. And, and that's nice. So I expect we're probably going to spend a little bit more time. Uh, I believe at one point I saw there was a casting for like a Mrs. Someone or Mr. Someone. And then we found out that that was like one. Of, I, I think it's like Sarah's school teacher or something. Obviously, we never got Sarah at school in the game. So that'll be new. Um, obviously, spending a little bit more time with them as a family. Get to know these characters before they they rip Sarah from us uh, forever. So I'm excited for that. Um, 
I'm excited to learn more about Sarah because really all we know is she deals hardcore drugs. She she sells hardcore drugs. Um, she's not going to help out with the mortgage. <laughs> she's uh, a big fan of uh, of Twilight movies or, or what was it? Break breaking. No, I no, can't remember on. the exact name of it. I'll look it um, up. But uh, the and she also she days. she will buy you a no, nice Dawn of watch. the Wolf. I remember Dawn of the Wolf. That's what yeah. it was of like she, a werewolf Twilight uh, spinoff. Um, she will buy you a nice watch though for your birthday with that drug she money. She will. Uh, she 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 puts that hard earned commission to good use. She'll buy her daddy a watch. Where uh, do so we I'm, think this episode kind of ends at? Because we were discussing it. To me, eighty five minutes is a long time. Um, there's a lot of the game you can cover in eighty five minutes. I would not be surprised if our ending point is somewhere around the time we find out Ellie is either bitten or immune, which happens all within the same real quick kind of uh, scene there. But I would imagine we're going to be somewhere right around that point when this episode ends. I Yeah, I and we were discussing this. Um, at, at first, I was like, OK, like, what, what's a good breaking point for this? But I, I think just in terms of the nature of what a TV pilot is in that first episode and probably a big reason why it has to be this long, 85 minutes, I'm not expecting that to be the runtime for every episode. That would be crazy. I'll take it. Give me give me 10 yes. 90 minute episodes if you want to <laughs> give it to me. But um, I, I think what you have to do is you, you have to have the clear this is what this show is about from the end of episode one. So that means we have to get to the point where it's revealed that Ellie is immune and the goal is to get her to the fireflies to potentially create a vaccine to save, to save humanity from the, the, the cordyceps infection. So I, I think we have to get somewhere around there. And before I think Tess will be around for two episodes, maybe yeah. three. Yeah. Um, I, I would, I, I think second episode, we might, might be where we're looking at, um, uh, a test death um but i mean that's one of the the most memorable scenes from the game what scenes are you looking forward to to seeing in the in the uh tv show now so number one is far off but it's the finale i cannot wait (laughs) to watch the finale and to see people's reactions to that um we, we we should say we are under the strong impression that they're doing the whole last of us game in this first seasons in this 10 episodes that's another thing that makes me really optimistic for this because if they were trying if they were splitting it into two seasons or three seasons or something it would be like understandable there's a lot of material to work with and like fill in the blanks but that's where a lot more stuff can go wrong if this is a clean tight 10 episode run of the first game of the first story of the game that has the potential to be one of the best seasons of TV ever if it's done right, which, uh, again, we're hopeful that it will be and have every reason to be optimistic that it will be. But I am so excited to watch the finale. Um, I'm 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 confident that Henry and Sam of it all will be quite a moment that will be challenging for a lot of people. Um, that's that's going to be tough. It's one thing to see it in a game. It's another thing to see it with a real kid 
turning into a zombie and then his distressed older brother killing himself like that's going to be quite a moment um hopefully that doesn't turn too many people off because it's it is such a powerful moment of the story and and how these characters grapple with that and deal with that but i'm super excited for that what what about you anything jump out as something that you're super excited for yeah that henry and sam one's going to be a heavy scene um the i mean to me the my favorite scene in the the show is the ranch scene with joel and ellie and the talk that they have that i mean in the moment it doesn't seem like it but it basically kind of changes their relationship they both realize what they mean to each other and so that is always the when I uh, kind of quickly jump through playthroughs, I always try to find that scene to see how people react to it because that like, tells okay, me a lot it? about uh, about how they react to the game, basically. So again, For that sure. one is also very far off. That's going to be one of the, but imagine one of the final episodes. But I'm going to be very anxiously awaiting that. I mean, really, kind of any scene with lots of dialogue with Ellie and Joel, I always enjoy. But that's also kind of what I'm most nervous about is yep. trying it like Joel and Ellie have a very kind of complex relationship and I'm nervous to see how that is adapted to the screen with Pedro and Bella. Are there any other aspects you're kind of nervous about with this show? Nervous about, um, I mean, that's, that's a number one, but it's not even really like, I guess it's like partially nervous, but I'm pretty confident from everything I've heard that they're going to kill it. But it's also like, I haven't watched the trailer and be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's Joel and Ellie. Duh. Like that's, yeah. you, you need, I need more time with them before I'm just like, that's going to fully hit me in the heart of just like, this is awesome. I'm watching these two characters like on screen, uh, played by real people. Uh, that's going to be quite a moment once we get there, but I am confident we're going to get there, but it's, it's, uh, it's tough. We'll, we'll we'll have to see it because there's like we mentioned before, there's quite big shoes for them to fill with Troy and Ashley. Um, especially it's it's cool that they're involved in the show, but that's also going to be a constant reminder of if if things aren't quitting hitting quite as hard as they did in the game, like that's going to be an issue. Um, but I'm I'm pretty confident that they will be able to do that. Speaking of the rant scene, I can't believe they gave that as like the first. That was like the 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 first footage we got, right? It was in like uh, yeah. it was like an H next year on HBO, like montage, and it was and it was the Ellie line. Uh, Everyone I've cared for, he has either died or left me. And Joel says, "You have no idea what loss is." Like that is the uh, in some ways the like emotional apex uh, of the game and uh, of that story. For a while, we were wondering when we weren't sure that this was going to be the full game in the first season. We thought maybe that ranch moment and, and then them deciding to embark to Eastern Colorado University after that would have been like a pretty good ending point for yeah. the first season because you like you get some big actions, you get the Henry and Sam, and then at the end you unite with Tommy uh, and, and Joel has to make that decision to stick with Ellie and go forward from there. That would have been a great season finale, in my opinion. Um, but it's uh, oh, man, they're doing the whole the whole shebang. Uh, and I'm uh, very excited for it. It's also going to be interesting to see, again, 
so much of my nervousness, it could be gone after like one episode seeing how Pedro and Bella kind of portray these characters, but just Ellie's sense of humor as well. Like throughout the whole show, it's this very kind of, or game, excuse me. It's this very dry sense of humor that I always enjoy. Uh, I'm hopeful that Bella can kind of nail that. And we see a little bit of that in the, the trailer as well. So it, I'm optimistic about that one, but there's just so much about, I mean, like you said at the beginning, these characters like mean so much to us that there's so much about it that I'm just, I want them to get it right. So I, that's really kind of what I'm most nervous about when it comes to what to expect from this show. One, one thing I, I, I almost brought up earlier, but I, I didn't quite because I didn't, you know, it, it wouldn't really be a spoiler, but this obvious, this emotional journey that these characters, Joel in particular, is going to go on. Um, I think it was Mason. It might have been Druckmann, but it, one of one of the more interesting tidbits I saw from the press junkets was they were talking about one of the differences and one of the benefits of being able to do this in live action versus a video game is you have a performer like Pedro Pascal who is super charming, super handsome guy, got a big smile. Uh, and they're able to get to a moment in the season where he finally cracks a smile. And that, yeah. that, that was, they described that as just like, that felt like such an earned, like big moment. Whereas if they did that in, in the game, like sure, that might be a big moment, but like it wouldn't hit quite as hard when you have this charming, handsome guy, Pedro Pascal, be able to let some of that through after probably several episodes of gruffness and, and, uh, not letting anyone in and, and, and so on and so forth. So uh, obviously really excited for that. The whole dynamic between Joel and Ellie, the journey, the emotional journey that these characters are going to go on. Um, they have to get it right. If they, if they don't get it right, we yeah. will be the first with torches in our hands, not actual torches. Uh, we're not, we're not, this is not a threat, but metaphorical torches. We will be complaining loudly on the internet if they don't get that dynamic right. Um, but uh, again, I have all the confidence in the world that they will. Speaking of excitement, Ashley and Troy, like we said, do have roles in this. We can kind of figure out what they are. I, I didn't want to say I'm them. I'm pretty at the sure. Time. I, I think it's yeah. even like on Wikipedia, which granted yeah. Wikipedia has lied before, but um, we're pretty sure that Ashley Johnson is Anna, who yes. is Ellie's mom. That she's listed as that on IMDb as Anna Williams, and IMDb has lied before too. To be fair. But we're Williams. Did we even know Ellie's last name? Before? I didn't know that either. It's Ellie Williams and yeah. Anna Williams. Okay, cool. Um, and then Troy, maybe less of a significant role, but perhaps more screen time. Uh, we believe he is James, a.k.a. Buddy Boy, uh, one of David's henchmen. So that will be interesting to see. And I don't I don't even have they announced who's playing David yet? They have not. That is, I was looking at that earlier as we were kind of preparing for this. That might be the one role that they haven't, at least the one prominent role that they haven't announced, which is super interesting and makes me very curious. It's not listed on IMDb, at least. If there's anything out there, um, it hasn't made its way to IMDb for whatever that is. They've shown a guy in the trailer that I think it is. Um, It looks like it's Nelson or is scott shepherd one of those might be scott shepherd um but certainly 
I, I think that's who it is. He, he, he doesn't look quite like David. He's he's uh, pale, sort of with like some reddish hair, kind of it looks like, but that's fine. But um, I would have been interested to see a Troy Baker David. That would have been. Uh, Whew, fun, I couldn't have handled him. that. I can't. It's going to be hard enough to like kind of root against Troy a little bit uh, with David's group. So the idea of him as David would be, I, I don't know that I could have handled that one. That would have been, he's, he's played the Joker. It would be fine. (laughs) Uh, What is, there's a lot that this game does do, but there's a lot that it it doesn't as well. Specifically there is, and I, we've said this many times, there is a gap from them leaving Pittsburgh to them arriving in Jackson, Wyoming, that is not covered in the game. I looked it up. There are 1,835 miles between those two cities that just happens. Is that kind of top of the list of things you hope they spend more time on? So I should note, um, I am from Kansas City, or the Kansas City area at least, and it has been confirmed that uh, it seems like the Henry and Sam stuff is now happening in Kansas city and not Pittsburgh, which I'm not clear on if they're just skipping Pittsburgh and just going like replacing Kansas city, a little something more like in the middle of the map that would make sense. Like on the way, even though my brother points out that that wouldn't really make sense. They didn't go all the way down to Kansas city, not important, but uh, definitely I'm interested to see if they fill in any gaps in the story between Henry and Sam and getting to Jackson. There definitely would be some room to play there, but then again, also we we got like we said we got a tight ten episodes, right? So it would it would make sense if they didn't. Excuse me, if they didn't quite do that. But I am interested to see what uh, post apocalyptic Canadian Kansas City looks like. Uh, <laughs> as we know, they're not actually filming in Kansas City. I, I think they did like some on some like footage but i don't think it's like actually with like the actors on production in kansas city i think just like some stuff to kind of make it kansas city ish but i'm very interested to see what that looks like i definitely want to see if they're filling in any 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 holes in the in the story there but you're right it, it goes straight from uh from a, a murder suicide in pittsburgh to uh not murder but you know what i mean uh to showing up in jackson wyoming uh, after like 10 seconds of black screen and emotional uh, music. So we'll, we'll have to see what they do there. It's also going to be interesting. You mentioned it earlier. seems like we're going to get more of a backstory for Joel and Sarah and Tommy and at least their time in Austin. Um, we know there were other stuff. There was other stuff that happened with Joel and Tommy that is, alluded to a, a fair amount of times, but never shown or really detailed. Do you think we get more on their backstory, either in Austin or elsewhere? We might certainly, I think in Austin, because it, it seems like that's basically been confirmed as much that we're, we're, we're getting, it's, it's more than just Sarah gives Joel a watch. She goes to bed and boop, oh, the zombies now. Um, so it, it seems like we're going to spend a little bit more time there. Obviously you wonder if, um, the darker period of Joel and Tommy's life after the apocalypse is something they'll go in depth on. But then again, I could see them not doing that because that's, that's sort of a cool reveal late later in the story that Ellie realizes Joel is a person that's done these horrible things like the hunters and just cornering people and killing them and taking their shit. Um, So I don't know, but there's also, again, this is television. There's a lot of room to play with. 
uh, I would say one thing that they have way more room to play with is other characters, right? Because if you're in a video game, you're not really going to leave the perspective of Joel and Ellie. You might leave one and go to go to the other, but it's going to be those two people for the whole game, right? We don't we don't get to spend time with like what's Marlene doing, chilling on a Saturday <laughs> night before shit goes down, uh, right? We'll have more room with that. Uh, you'll have more room with uh, Bill Nick Offerman. We learned that Frank was cast. Uh, I think Murray Bartlett, who uh, yeah. I, I believe that's his name, who was Armand in season one of The White Lotus, who was tremendously charismatic and fun. Um, they cast him as Frank, which obviously, if you're a fan of the game, you may remember Frank is just a dude in a funny shirt that's hanging from a, a ceiling fan uh, that they find before they leave Bill's town. So that's interesting that they're actually casting that role and obviously casting a, a good actor to do that. So I'm interested to see what they do there and play play along with that as well. Again, this is IMDb. It could lie. Um, there are four episodes that it says Nick Offerman and Frank will be in. We'll see. I don't know how much I believe that yet. But, I mean, they also allude to when Joel gets to Bill's kind of hideout that he owes him favors. So maybe we get True. stuff on, on that backstory as well and... Maybe that ties in. We're here because you owe Joel some favors. Yeah. You could start by taking these off. It's never in any way told what led to owing him favors, but maybe we get backstory there. I I could see there being more flashbacks maybe, which is not something that there was in the first game. I can't imagine Nick Offerman's in four episodes. That would, that would like, that's a, that's like half the season. Bill mm-hmm. in the game shows up for, uh, you know, what what's probably the equivalent of one episode, I would think. Um, yeah. I could see them stretching it out for two, maybe, but four, that would that would be surprising to me if that was the choice they made. But obviously, again, I get it. You have Nick Offerman. You cast uh, a, a great actor to play his partner as well. Interested to see where that would go, but that would be surprising. Four episodes could also simply mean... Maybe the story only lasts two episodes, but he's in flashbacks somewhere along the line as well. And he appears in a couple other episodes. It It is interesting, though, because, I mean, when you when you cast someone like Nick Offerman, I doubt that they intended on casting him and then only using him for one episode like it, it, you said it would be in in the game. So that's another reason I'm really excited to see how he kind of portrays this character because like we said he looks absolutely awesome in the trailer and having him and frank as well is is it says four episodes so uh it'll be interesting to see aspects like that like you said where you can flesh out some of those side characters that you wanted to know more about you can do that a little bit easier in a tv show versus a game where you're pretty much one person's focus, I guess, to Joel and Ellie, but you don't learn a lot about the other people unless it's directly through the lens of of their character. Yeah, for sure. And then I just wanted to mention this earlier, because obviously it's going to be such a big through line to the season, but so much of the story of the last of us part one is how does someone get to that point where Joel makes that choice at the end? And obviously that's that's 
such an emotionally complex question and obviously a whole bunch of different factors from Sarah to the way he's been acting the last 20 years to everything that happens with Ellie and how he gradually lets her lets her into his heart um, to get to that moment. But that's going to be such a fascinating journey to watch over 10 weeks and sort of track where Joel is emotionally. How is Pedro's performance changing? Um, how is the chemistry between them developing? That's going to be super interesting to watch over these next 10 weeks. Yeah, I, I'm excited. Like you said, we are six days away from rec- as we record this. Five days or fewer as you listen to this. We'll be back here next week to recap the first episode. Hopefully excitedly recap that first episode. We have uh, segments we're going to be doing and ideas that we have for how to look at this both non-spoiler and spoiler and kind of compare it to the game so yeah if you're if you're still here after an hour of of this thank you follow us on twitter at tlou nerds subscribe to the podcast leave us a good review if you would be so kind um it would help us out uh these non these full spoiler sections this is going to be just like we're, we're we're hanging with all you uh gamer nerds out there uh this is who really we wanted to do this whole podcast for for people that are like us that love the game that are excited about this story but obviously we don't want to shut off the audience of people that are hopefully a, sh- a crap ton of people are going to be experiencing this story for the first time and there will be a huge audience for that as well but we're mostly doing this as huge fans of this story so we're super excited to hang out with you guys each week and and jacob i'm excited to talk to you about this obviously we've uh, uh been talking about this story to each other for a long time and even years later revealing new emotional complexities and nuances of the story that we hadn't even thought about um so i'm i'm super excited to get this going and can't wait we got uh we got five days to go yeah i'm looking forward to it looking forward to talking to you guys each week over the next 10 weeks and uh we'll be back here next week so we hope to see you guys then and as tom said follow us on twitter at t-l-o-u nerds But for Tom, this is Jacob signing off. Have a great week, everybody. Peace.